0: Hello and welcome to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can via our Facebook page, which is the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast, or uh, via Twitter, which is at Mackay Podcast. Uh, on Instagram which is at Peter Mackay Motorsport or via my website www.petermackaymotorsport.com I would be delighted to to hear from you and hear your thoughts on our little show Um, Please don't forget to subscribe to our programme and you will never miss an episode, your device will give you a, a handy notification whenever a new episode is released and I'm very very pleased to to say that we will have our first interviewees, our first guests on the Peter Mackay Motorsport podcast in the next month or two. Got a few things lined up, which I'm incredibly excited about, and I'm no, you will not want to to miss some of those some of those chats and some of those stories that we've got coming up. But today, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about the World Rally Championship silly season. So silly season is when um, the the rallying or the <laughs> the rallying media and press go absolutely mad um, with all kinds of speculative stories of who will be driving for who it uh, next season in the World Rally Championship. Now, in the World Rally Championship, there are uh, only a select number, a very small number of seats. Not, actually, a lot less than in other motorsports. So there are a few. Uh, main teams that you can that you can drive for. So that we have M Sport Ford, who have two full-time cars. Um, we have Hyundai, who have three full-time cars, and Toyota, uh, who have three full-time cars, and Citroen, who only have two. So there are very very few seats available if you want to compete at the pinnacle of world rallying. Now the um the bidding war <laughs> for getting some of these seats has been pretty ferocious in the last day uh, in the last few months and a lot of it is centered on what our now world champion oitana tanak was going to do it used to be that it would always center around what Sebastian Ogier was going to be doing with uh, you know who he was going to be driving for, but this year it's been all about Oit Tanak, who's been really the definitive you know fastest driver in the World Rally Championship for the last eighteen months or so. So. Uh, he's now. He made the shock announcement after just a few days after claiming uh, his first world title uh, in uh, in Spain. He announced that he would be making the shock movement after just two years at Toyota to go and drive for rivals Hyundai. Now, Hyundai are they already have a star driver within their lineup? They have a guy called Thierry Neuville, um, the, a very very quick. Belgian driver who has been in the running for the championship in the last couple of seasons has just fallen at the final hurdle. So Hyundai have made a big move here. What they've done is, is they've they're going to be the first team uh, in the current era of the World Rally Championship to have two real blockbuster drivers in their lineup at the same time. So they're going to have Thierry Neuville, they're going to have Oit Tanak, and then they're going to have a third car. Which will be circled around a couple of drivers um, who will both run part programs. Now, those drivers uh, have been announced as well, and the third car will be shared by Danny Sordo, a very, very accomplished driver, and the greatest world rally driver ever, Sebastian Loeb, the nine-time world champion who will be doing select rounds um, of his of his choosing and of his speciality. So things like Monte Carlo, um, Catalonia, Mexico, etc. Those will be the kind of rallies you can expect to see Sebastian Loeb uh, competing in. So, so that's Hyundai. They have, with their new manager who came in a year or so ago, Andrea Adamo, who's really really pulled the socks up of that hyundai project that's never been short of investment but always kind of fallen short of of producing the results that it that it perhaps should have so they've made a huge move but in doing so they have thrown a massive um cat amongst the pigeon in the wrc driver market because i must be honest i did not expect Oik Tanak to go from Toyota because quite clearly the Toyota appears to be the fastest car in the World Rally Championship at the moment so to walk away from that uh, is quite is quite cutsy uh, indeed but um, but that's the decision he's, he's made and I'm sure it's a very very lucrative deal indeed that Oik Tanak has signed so where does that leave Toyota? Well it completely changes the dynamic at Toyota because Toyota have three cars and um, it's been long reported that they have signed the young uh, the young Finn Kali from who's going to make the progression from the WRC2 Championship up to the top level in the WRC um, so that's been that's that's been talked about and has been confirmed for a little while now so if Tanak had stayed that would only leave one seat remaining which would be which would be fought over by their existing drivers Chris Meek and Yari Mati Lapvilla however since the Tanak news, it's basically opened up the floodgates of pretty much anybody could be driving for any team because I don't think many people saw that coming, uh, Oytanak, um signing for Hyundai. So just in the last couple of days, we've heard reports that Elvin Evans, you know, Elvin Evans, a guy who's been incredibly loyal to the M Sport team, uh, the Cumbrian outfit run by Malcolm Wilson. Uh, and Malcolm Wilson and his M Sport business have been incredibly loyal to Elvin Evans and have invested a huge amount of money in the young Welshman's career. And this season, Elvin has made some. Even though he hasn't won a rally this year, he has he has driven at his he's driven at his very best. Even though he won uh, back in two thousand and seventeen, he won Wales Rally GB in spectacular fashion uh, at the wheel of the D Mac uh, M Sport Fiesta. Um, but this this year he's really driven with some proper rally winning pace on a consistent basis and in doing so he's caught the attention of Tommy Mackinnon, the team manager of the Toyota team and it's been reported this week that Elvin Evans has been over in Finland having a look around at the uh, at the facility uh, at Tommy McKinnon Motorsport where the Toyota team is run from, speaking to some of the senior management in the team and so on. So that's I think that is fascinating if you could see Elvin Evans at Toyota that would be quite extraordinary and of course then that would only leave um, one seat remaining so Chris Meek and Yanni Matti would be back to square one um, fighting over uh, one seat uh, again so what, what, well, we've also other names been bandied around well, Andreas Mickelson has been talked about now, he's raced with Hyundai for the last couple of years and perhaps hasn't had the success that he maybe would have liked um, showed a lot of, you know, a lot of promise he's won rallies in the past both with um, uh, with, uh, with Volkswagen and with Skoda um, but uh, he Hyundai just hasn't gelled for him and he's been eclipsed by um, by fellow uh, Monaco resident Thierry Neuville, so a move over to Toyota could be just the shot in the arm that Andreas is needing to become uh, a world championship contender again, Um, but it's a little bit musical chairs, you know, Andreas, well the one thing for Andreas Andreas Mickelson, he knows he's out of drive, he knows he is not driving for Hyundai next year, neither is Craig Craig Breen. so there is a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty and of course we haven't talked about Sebastian Auger. So Sebastian Auger, six time world champion in a row, um, lost the title for the first time in, in seven seasons uh, this year to Oit in what has to be said is a struggling Citroen C3 WRC rally car. Made a return to Citroen, the team who, who brought him into the World Rally Championship. Um, made the, a big money move to Citroen to, to, to complete the final two years of his career, but the first year uh, has not gone how he'd have liked to. Very close to winning the title, but, but just not quite. Now, um, there have been reports whether stating whether he will complete the, 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 his two-year contract or whether he will exit that contract one year early and move to uh, Toyota. Um, now, it, it's unclear how, how watertight um, Sebastian Ogier's Citroen contract is and if it has a breakout clause in it and are there financial implications of that. Now, coming back to Tommy Mackinnon, team manager of Toyota, he's got a problem on his hands because they won the manufacturer's title last year. They've won the world, the driver's title this year. It's a very well-backed project, and it's backed from the very top of the Toyota Motor Company. The head of the Toyota Motor Company, Mr. Toyota, uh, is a, a, a self-confessed petrol head, and, um, for example, um, he's raced at the Nürburgring 24 hours under a fake name. That's how much he loves motor racing. You know, he's a you know, ch- chairman of one of the biggest, well, one of the biggest car manufacturers in the world, uh, and still likes to go and have a bit of fun uh, in 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 twenty four hour races and things like that. So he's right behind the project and is ploughing a lot of money into it. So they need to succeed. Now, having lost out Tanak, it leaves them without a bona fide um, championship contender, of which there really are only three. ...proven championship contenders at the moment... ...and they are Sebastian Auger, Thierry Neville, and Oitana. So Oitana is away to Hyundai. So can he get uh, Thierry Neuville? No, he's signed he's signed for Hyundai as well. So that leaves Sebastian Auger as the only option. Now, it just depends how much do Toyota want to dip the pocket... ...to get Sebastian Auger out of that Citroën contract. How much does Sebastian Auger want to give up... ...after just one year of that Citroën contract... How much does Citroen want to, you know, keep Sebastian Ogier? It is I have never seen uh, a, a WRC season coming to a close with so many question marks for the following year. It's just a fascinating subplot. Before the cars have even turned a wheel uh, in Rally Australia, the final round of the season, uh, there is just so much to play out between now and then. Now, it's it's. We're also We're we're, we're quietly um, Quietly ignoring um, Not intentionally M Sport Ford Now M Sport Ford Run by Malcolm Wilson A a really A World Rally Championship legend A bit of a hero of of mine um, Malcolm Wilson I remember watching him Blasting through the Perthshire forests in uh, in the Michelin Pilot um, Ford Escort RS Cosworth, which is going to be one of the coolest cars I have ever seen. Still to this day, I even had the skeletric car uh, of that particular model. Um, so Malcolm's uh, he's, I've I've always followed the team M Sport and uh, his exploits behind the wheel as well a long time ago. Now. The team is privately run. It's M Sport is is a private business um, that goes rallying and sells rally cars. So they produce the Ford R5 uh, rally cars and they produce the Ford R2 rally cars, both based on Fiesta uh, Ford Fiesta chassis. Now, the in the past, um, M Sport had the uh, effectively the the contract to run the Ford works full factory backed rally team but for the last number of years they've had to basically go it alone they have a little bit of support reportedly from Ford but nowhere near being a fully paid up works team where they're there to to run the show and not not worry about paying the bills and what Malcolm Wilson and his small team do is absolutely extraordinary and at the end of 2016, when Volkswagen suddenly announced that they were going to leave the WRC despite having a car ready for the 2017 season two months later, um, and in doing so they dropped both of their drivers, Sébastien Ogier and Yanimati Latvala, right in the, at the deep end. But of course, who wouldn't have wanted Sébastien Ogier in their car at the time? And Malcolm Wilson reportedly dipped into his own pocket to ensure he secured the services of Sébastien Auger and of course it was a very wise investment indeed or well I certainly hope so um, winning two world titles uh, at the wheel of the Fiesta WRC and you look at how good the Fiesta WRC rally car has been since Sébastien Auger left the team uh, there's clearly been a very strong legacy left there however um, this year they've carried on uh, without the, the backing of Red Bull which was all over the car last year um, uh, with you know with with Sebastian Auger bringing that that sponsorship with him um, but this year they still have had some good results with um with Elvin Evans with tamo Suninen, uh, and they've also had um, oh his names escape me that's terrible Peter um, it will come back to me now. It's now that's that is really bad, isn't it? <laughs> um, Pontus Tiedemann, that's it. I must apologise, listeners. That is terrible. Pontus Tiedemann, former WRC two driver for Skoda, he has done a few out um, a few runouts in the Fiesta WRC this year as well. Sorry about that. So, but Elvin Evans is clearly their number one driver, and is the guy who, if they are going to win rallies, Elvin Evans will be the guy doing it. Um, Now, if Elvin Evans is going to get poached by Toyota, where does that leave M-Sport? And to me, that raises a lot of questions. Uh, It raises a hell of a lot of questions of, do do M-Sport have a rationale to continue next year? Now, it's, it's it's a very important question, I think, because without Elvin, the guy that they've invested in, where, whether where are they left? Do they, you know, do they continue in the World Rally Championship? How important is the top level of WRC to their business? Because their business is selling R5 cars and R2 cars for the junior classes, and these are they sell hundreds of these cars a year. I mean, and it's a significantly profitable part. Of their business, and I guess being a successful World Rally Team in WRC cars is the best possible advert you could you could give for yourself. Now, it's they are also in charge of running uh, Bentley's program in the G in global GT three racing, um, and undoubtedly would not have got that contract if they didn't have the reputation for competing at the highest level of motorsport, um, albeit in World Rally. So. So if you lose Elvin, what happens then? You know, you've got other plenty of drivers sitting on the sideline who would be delighted to hop into a Ford Fiesta WRC. It's just, and probably drivers who've been on the sideline long enough that they will gladly do it for a very modest fee or for no fee at all and may possibly be able to bring some sponsorship. Now, in Australia, we have Hayden Padden, who is one a number of rallies uh, in the WRC and is desperate to to get himself back on the map of in the WRC. Um, Now, Rally Australia coming up is a rally where road position is incredibly important. So at Rally Australia is a very loose gravel rally and what I mean by road position is is that the the cars in rallying will go off uh, from the start line into each stage in about three or four minute intervals. And if you're at the front of the pack, so they start in championship order, so the leader of the championship will head off first. Now, the opening cars on the road will need to remove, uh, as they pass through the stage, they will remove a lot of the loose gravel, and in doing so will expose the grippy surface underneath. So the cars following behind them um, basically have a grippier road and therefore a faster road. So Hayden Padden, given he's had well no um, WRC out- outings this year he will be right at the back of the road order so he will have a significantly faster road to drive down than Tanak up at the front so Hayden Padden very very good rally driver in a very very good car Fiesta WRC uh, with a very good road position who knows with a very good result or perhaps even a win from Hayden Padden that could change his that could change his fortunes immeasurably and perhaps get him in at M Sport on a full-time basis next year. So, there's he's an option. Craig Breen, likewise, he's going to be coming in in the Hyundai, um, trying to score manufacturer points for the Hyundai team and, sco- and help them secure the manufacturer's world title. Um, he's going to have a very good road position as well quite far back, not quite as far back as Hayden, Paddon, but quite far back and he's going to be in the Hyundai i20 too. So a good, good car. So it's going to be fascinating to see who might come into the fray uh, next year in the WRC. As you can tell from this podcast, there are a lot more questions than answers. Oytanak moving to Hyundai, that was hugely unexpected and... And, uh, and will shake up the championship massively. And to have a real inter-team rivalry uh, between him and Thierry Neuville will be fascinating. And you will need a hard man uh, like Andrea Adamo to control that inner uh, that inner fight within the team. But I think the next the next chess piece that needs to move for the others to follow has got to be Sebastian Auger He's the only guy who could feasibly be available for. A team like Toyota to take it to um, to take it to uh, the uh, the Hyundai juggernaut. Now, one thing that could be, I mean, it's it's very very unlikely, but you never know. It might be that Sebastian Ogier goes back to M Sport. I think that's very unlikely, um, but. Sebastian Auger knows that car inside out He's been very successful with it He knows the team He loves the team He loves Malcolm Who knows Just as we saw If Hyundai can sign out Tanak Anything can happen Um, So let's just wait and see Um, Once we have the next movements on uh, on the chessboard That is the WRC driver market I will be right back on here to chat to you all But I hope that's made a bit of a bit of sense and brought you up to speed with where we are in the World Rally Championship. Really looking forward to um, to the next round in, in Australia. I think we're gonna we're gonna hear a lot uh, from the service park and uh, and in and in the media zones. Um, but also we're gonna see some great rallying to close off the season as well. So um, do tune into that. and Get yourself on WRC All Live. It's a brilliant app with a brilliant production team um, who 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 put that on. It's not expensive. Uh, and and check it out you can watch every single stage live or on demand as well so thanks very much for listening to this podcast again don't forget to subscribe to the show uh, and you will never miss an episode of the Peter Mackay Motorsport podcast thanks for listening